Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Hey friends, it's me, Andy J. Miller, commercial artist, and you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast, and this show is about commercial art. You know, I want to bring that term back. I want to think about the idea of business and art and trying to hold them in the same vessel, whether it's possible, uh, what I'm learning, and you know, it's been such a thrill to explore this topic with you and I've learned so much and I'm so grateful to be able to bring these episodes to you week after week. So before I get anywhere, let's just say we've got a proud syndicate, illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. You can find the show there. They're a great illustration resource. Today on the show, we have our last uh, episode on rest, rest part three, an interview with my good buddy, Brandon Reich, uh, designer, illustrator, extraordinaire, um, fantastic dude. Always enjoy having a nice long conversation with this man. We get probably deeper than we should on the topic of rest. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, that's where we like to go and that's good. Um, but we, I don't know. I love this conversation. There's, you know, it's not just about rest. It goes into all kinds of different things. I think that there's a lot of takeaway here. Uh, I, you know, I wanted to spend three episodes on this because this is a topic uh, that I don't have figured out. Um, I haven't figured out how to switch off and how to go from um, being an artist to being a dad to being a husband to being a friend. You know going in and out of these roles is not easy. I don't think it's easy for anybody that wants to um, perform on a high level. And you know what? I've gotten better at it over the years. Um, but having these conversations, I think, really did help me. And I hope that they help you too. So without further ado, here is Brandon Reich on the topic of rest. So we got our first Factor Meals, and I am pumped to tell you about them. First off, we absolutely loved them. Delicious chef's kiss for the chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals that come straight to your door. I can definitely see how when deadlines are out of control or you're in a super busy season, how Factor Meals can lighten your load while still giving you options like veggie, vegan, and even low-calorie 
Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can even pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash peptalk50 and use code peptalk50 to get 50% off. That's code peptalk50 at factormeals.com slash peptalk50 to get 50% off. So I wanted to talk to you because I know that you are, you consider yourself to be a type A personality who has worked really hard for what you have achieved and you have, and all that's true. Um, Now I had a friend of mine, Jeff Bowman, who's featured in this episode, Uh um, who is good outside, outdoorsy guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And we both graduated at the same time. And we were both really like passionate about having a career and he found, we, uh, he found like, um, that letting go and, and having a chill out period is where he started to really find some really interesting things. And although I feel like I had some experiences like that, um, I think that there's part of me that, uh, I have a hard time. I can physically step away but I have a really hard time mentally stepping away. Yeah. And I knew that some of, some of that's going to resonate with you. And I just wanted to talk about it with you. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's like, um, attention, you know, you think about all the work you have to do, but then you think about all the attention that you have to give that work. So the work is sort of an obvious thing to know that, okay, I'm not on the, I'm not on my sketch pad. I'm not on my computer. I'm not on any of that stuff. So I'm not working anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. But your attention is a more abstract thing and you don't know, you can't turn that off. You can't stop it and say that every day at, you know, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. that, you know, okay, I can turn the attention off too that's dedicated to my art. That like never stops. Yeah. So the rest, I think, um, is more like it gives you time to sit and realize why you're doing what you're doing because in the, you know, hustle and bustle of, doing the work and just getting things out the door and constantly like all the production of everything. Um, there is no time to think big picture, True, you know? So like, you know, in the, um, four hour work week or the e-myth, um, you learn these basic principles of there's basically three people needed to run a business. And a lot of times those business, those people are the same person, but there is the technician, Mm -hmm. the person who actually does the work, um, the does the technical work. So the person drawing the pictures, the person designing the graphics, all that stuff. Um, there's the manager and that's all the annoying day to day stuff like returning emails and writing invoices and all the stuff that isn't necessarily designed, but it's work. But then there's, I'm hoping I'm the third guy, (laughs) but then there's the, there's the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur is the big picture guy. That's me. And he's only thinking about what's ahead and he's always thinking about the big picture and all that stuff. And, (laughs) <laughs> so I could just cry. I know. I, I want to hear all of this really bad. I, I'm like desperate to hear all of what you're going to say because I don't know all of this. Yeah. But I, I think a big problem for me is that I'm really mostly number three. Yeah. And I do. I, I have to really force the other things. Yeah. And I do. Yeah. And I have. And I have. And that's any of the success that I have is due to forcing those other things. Right. But I am more most purely number three. Yeah. And so but anyway. and the three of those. 
take an enormous amount of time to shift gears between. It's essentially a room that you have to walk backwards out of, sidestep, and walk into the next room to be that. Mm. And mentally, there's different things that happen. So in the transition between the doing the three, sometimes Facebook or Twitter's in there, sometimes going and yeah. getting the mail is in there, sometimes going and getting lunch, um, sometimes just like... I don't know, wasting time, however you mm -hmm. choose to waste time. Those are the gears that you're switching because you can't just be like, okay, I'm thinking big picture, thinking big picture. I got to write an email about a deadline today. True. Thinking big picture, thinking big picture. I actually have to get this work done and stop thinking big picture so I can switch over to this. So you have to know about those three and kind of know where you're at and understand, oh, I actually probably should realign my workflow so I don't have to switch between this to this mm. and I can just do all technical work today and maybe the next day is all managerial work so I'm returning emails and writing invoices all day and then maybe one day a week you're only thinking about entrepreneur you're updating your website you're um, you know you're thinking up a new idea you're writing a new business plan whatever it is yeah. uh, but you need all three of those for mm. me you, so you say that you're the entrepreneur true I'm the technician right and I just I'm aware wanna, of this I just want to see it I just want to get my head down and do the work and yes. I want everyone to leave me alone I don't want to get another email for the for the rest of my life yeah just let me do the thing that I do really well because mm. I don't know if I'm the best email returner or the email writer or any of that stuff but I can do this thing really well leave me alone let mm. me do it yeah of course, that doesn't happen, mm. and I get frustrated that that doesn't happen because I still need to be the manager. I still need to be the entrepreneur. True. Um, but the entrepreneur only happens at rest for right. me. Right. So that only happens on the two-hour drive to my parents' house mm. when I think, oh, you know what I should do? I should try to do this. Mm-hmm. That only happens during rest. It right. doesn't happen in the middle of some super like tedious project. Yes. It, it happens when you've given yourself space, you've exhaled, you're breathing, mm. you're not thinking about the next thing you have to do. That openness, that no deadline looming, that time, that's when that rest, that's when you can think yeah. of the next big idea. And actually, part of the reason I wanted to ask you uh, was because we. I don't. When did we meet? It was a. It was. It was it in 2015? Maybe it was... I would say in the middle of 2015 somewhere. Yeah, okay. um, I heard your podcast before I met you. Yeah. Um, and then we had a mutual friend who um, said, "Hey, this guy's this guy put out puts out this podcast is actually living in your town." Yeah. So and according to Google, it's 12 minute drive. 12 minute and, drive. Uh, yeah. So, um, I you know the first couple times we met, we talked a lot about where we were both at, and yeah. it's different places. I think in our careers, you've been doing this a little bit longer than me, and and we're different. We're mm -hmm. different types of people, uh, and you were a little bit frustrated or something with whatever zone you were in. Yeah. You were you were there was tons of awesome things going. Everything was up and running and working smoothly. Yeah, and you were a machine killing it, but there was something looming. And then when you stepped away at the conference, which was October in that rest season, all of a sudden, all these things started, you know, coming up in your mind and, yeah. and, and that just what you're talking about right now. Um, so how do you, what's your plan for, um, baking that in to your, your everyday well, schedule? The, there is a practical force yourself to do it type of thing because the ideas are great unless you never execute any of those ideas. So mm. I can think up amazing ideas that, you know, if I had a clone that I could totally do those ideas, that'd yep. be amazing. 
Um, and then there's the ideas of if you win the lottery, if you had a hundred million dollars, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, which one of your ideas are still around and which ones are you doing for the right reasons? You know? So for me, um, since we, you know, I've been very frustrated this year, I've been really burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the main source of the burnout is realizing that sometimes the thing I get paid the most to do isn't my best work. So I could make more money doing work that doesn't challenge me, mm. but I know how to do the work that makes me money. You're right. So that really screws up everything you thought you knew about being a creative because being a creative is very much about being driven by a passion, being mm. driven by some type of like excitement. And if all of the work that you have for the day, you know, is going to make you money, but isn't going to make you happy. Yeah. Um, it's a really screwed up thing. And right. even if you're, um, you know, if I take all this work that I say doesn't make me happy and then I put a whole portfolio together of it, it's probably going to be fine. It's probably right. going to look good. But yeah. I know those little, the little nuance of the things that I do that really excite me. So part of my whole, you know, so let's say um, Creative Works, it took me, I was just basically, I'm frustrated. I am just going to be calm and absorb. That's what mm-hmm. I want to do for Creative Works in October. Um, and then recently, um, a couple of weeks ago, I actually flew to Seattle. So at Seattle, I sat down with Jesse Bryan from Belief Agency, and we did this belief session. Mm. So the belief session is basically this um, kind of like a therapy yeah. session that yep. he does with his clients, where uh, most of the time we're talking about businesses, but you get to the heart of what the business is. So he's worked for people like Salvation Army, um, Seattle Seahawks, um, you know, all these different, you know, different types of companies. But if you get down to the core and the heart of what they are, you'll find something very simple. And that simple credo or that simple sentence kind yeah. of makes everything, you know, makes, makes everything make sense. So mm. for me, you know, the process of flying in a plane all the way to Seattle, the dist- having the physical distance, the physical distance, feeling out of my element, being like, this new environment that you're in, I've been to Seattle plenty of times, but this new environment that you in that you're in, is is going to in your memory represent the time when everything changed, or mm-hmm. the time when you started seeing things differently. So, yeah. you know, Jesse asked, actually asked me in an interview I did with him, um, why did I spend the money to go, and why mm. did I take the time to fly up there? And for me, it was like I want this experience to be as potent as possible. Yeah, and to make it more potent. Um, for me is, uh, you know, like change your environment, make it feel differently Mm -hmm. than you normally feel. So anyway, the core of the belief session for me was don't let them kill your soul. Mm -hmm. That is me summed up. So you'll find that everything I do is a little bit dark. The words that I use are a little bit intense. Um, my tone, my vibe, it's all a little bit, um, a little bit oddly intense and that's okay. Mm. But it's, it, it stems from the fact that I am so passionately trying to help people keep that creative soul that they had when they were five years old and they wanted to be an artist for a living or whatever Mm. it was, whatever that thing is, I have fought my whole career so that nobody can kill that, Mm. whether it be, um, high school art class, whether it be, um, the colleges they told me to go to, um, even the non-art colleges, you know, I had, I got good grades in high school. So it's like, well, you could go to this and be mm. a doctor or be a lawyer or whatever. Screw you. I don't want to do that. Yep. So, um, well, okay, well then you're an artist. Let's take you to this art school. Screw you. I don't want to go to that art school. I don't yeah. want to do it that way. Um, I don't want to be beholden to this program or whatever. So 
I just kept fighting and being like, let me do this the way I want to do it. Let me take this vision and keep sticking to this vision. I will not let you kill my soul. And then, um, so obviously with that mentality, there's not too many options other than be a freelancer because yeah. <laughs> the other ones involve a True. boss of True. some sort, which yeah. I wouldn't be good at. Yep. Um, so at least throughout all this rest that I've given myself, even the, you know, three days I took to go to Seattle, that rest allowed me to not do any work, yep. not have any like plates that I had to keep spinning. Yep. It was just me, Brandon, sit down, be calm and listen mm. and allow room for new ideas and realizations to come into your head. Um, because the more, the busier I make myself, there's no way any new inspirational thing is going to pop in. I'm mm. just way too busy. I, ha- I don't have the attention currency available for, um, inspiration to come in. So that's why I need rest. Do you, um, so one of the things that, one of the themes that I've been thinking about is that I don't necessarily think, I think work and what you create with your life is very important and it's towards the top of the things that are important. Um, but so I can see how, you know, part of my answer about the importance of rest comes from the, when you rest, your work gets better, right? Yeah. So, but that, that is saying that that's the ultimate goal to a certain degree, right? And I, that's kind of the way I think of it. Mm -hmm. But then there's part of me that's thinking about, okay, well, what about the other components in your life? Um, and, and how your work feeds you to be a better husband or your, you know, all this kind of like give and take. So anyway, that's all kind of side note, but are there times when you can eat in rest, step away mentally from creativity. I struggle with this. That's the, I want That's a loaded question because I, I do, but it's a challenge for me and I'm looking for n- new ways to disengage my mind. I think I can honestly say, um, and this is something I've just been realizing the last couple of days. I think it's been years since creativity and design was my number one priority in life. Ah, Like it's been years yeah. because I think everybody assumes that. And I think sometimes an email you know, obviously my email is full of project mm. requests and stuff. Yeah. I get frustrated, especially around the holidays. Mm. I get frustrated because like, why are you asking me to do this the day before Thanksgiving? I had, the, I had someone ask me to spend Thanksgiving weekend working on a project. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. I, so it's like, do you not have a family? Because I'm going to be with my, family, my family for the, for the next yeah. four or five days or whatever. Yep. Um, that's the thing I'm doing. And then after that, I'm going to come home and I'm going to decorate my house for Christmas. And then, um, last night, um, my, I had a flat tire, so I needed to take my car to get the tire fixed Mm -hmm. and to get all that stuff taken care of. Then after that, um, we've got to get some stuff at the storage space and then we got to meet with these other people. Like my life is going on. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I go back to being the technician, that become, that's where it does become valuable because it's like, listen, you may not be excited and inspired at this moment, but at least you know how to be the technician and keep that engine running, Mm. even if your heart's not totally in it. So I think that there's pro and con where sometimes I'm working slightly uninspired, but I'm really thankful that I can work while uninspired. True. Because if totally. everything relied on totally. my emotions, yeah. 
there would be no consistency. And my whole career is, has been about me being able to be consistent. Mm. Um, emotions are not consistent. I am moody. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that I don't rely on inspiration before I do work because I'm working without inspiration all the time. True. The inspiration is that bigger picture, is right. that thing of, okay, Brandon, but where are you headed or mm. what do you want to do? And How I'm, do you get to a place where on your deathbed, obviously you're going to be thinking about family. Yeah, I don't care about the art that I made care. in my deathbed. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's totally true. Um, but in terms of there is a uh, – well, okay, well, let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about that because it's a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part of me that – now we're talking about real rest. We are talking this about this is like final death. rest. <laughs> it got real. The final rest. rest. Yeah. I know. Golly, the man, final resting place. But <laughs> so morbid. Funny. Oh my gosh! I you know I do this without thinking about it. Yeah. That's how my mind works. I'm like, let's. This is all the reality. Let's talk about it. Let's so, do a podcast on see, death. I can see. I mean, how. rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me lighten it up a little. Okay. I am saying that there is part of me that I know my ultimate goal is the dedication to husband and father. Right. I, you know, I know that mm-hmm. for a fact. Um, I think money is a weird thing to throw into that. Yeah. Because you have to, to do that well. You have to make a reasonable amount of money. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. And then work is also... Um, whether you want to be, you want to think about it in philosophical terms or just plain and simple facts, you spend the majority of your life working. Yeah. So. It if, is who you are. If that is true, then there is a certain degree of, that is your legacy to a certain degree, mm-hmm. even if your legacy is wrapped up in other things too. Um, so there is part of me that at the end of it, I want it to have been for something to to a degree. Yeah. And that, what you're talking about, the the big picture of being inspired, um, if you spend a, lo- a bigger percentage, you can't spend every moment inspired mm-hmm, in your right. work. Totally, that's just not true, and it's unrealistic. Yeah, but I do think that getting that spark going and trying to find where that next season that's more inspirational um, will uh, will in the long run mount up to something a little bit more worthwhile. Um, for me, that looked like. Um, you know, a few years ago, I was, I'm, I'm kind of in the illustration world to a certain degree, mm-hmm. although I have a lot of qualms with that. Um, I just, I thought, all right, I really want to dig in to what it means to be an illustrator because I want to be great at mm-hmm. it. And, um, the more I, the more options I dug into, the more I saw that whatever realms there are to be quote unquote great in illustration, um, I knew they weren't going to be me. Yeah. And I wasn't interested in them. I wasn't even interested in competing. And so for me, that turned into some pivoting. And I'm still in the middle of that to try to find an area that feels more worthwhile pursuing. Um, and that came out of rest in the entrepreneurial side. Um, but I don't know. You, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have on all that. Cause that's well, a lot. I, I don't have... I haven't made my mind up by any means. Yeah. On what this no, is. we're in the middle of it. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be thinking through this as I say it, but I think right now where I'm at, um, like there's a legacy as far as your art and stuff goes, but True. that's gotta be a secondary legacy. Right. If you're a decent human being. Secondary to what? Secondary to being, being a, a good husband, person. Yeah. A, a okay. good son, a good father. Yeah. You have to be a decent human being. Mm. 
part of being a decent human being is about being passionate about what you do every day. Yeah. So being passionate about what you do. See, I don't need my kids to yeah. be artists. Uh-huh. I just need them to, I, well, I need them to look up to their dad because yes. they're passionate. He's passionate about what he's doing. He's excited about what he's doing. Mm. It doesn't matter if they're, if they build cars or whatever, or if they mow lawns or landscapers, or whatever they do, I don't care what you do. Just be passionate about it. If you work at Starbucks, if you work at McDonald's, if you're the trash man, whatever it is that you do, get fired up about yeah. that. Do that thing. So more than anything, um, I feel like my message for people is, is I don't care what you do, just be passionate yeah. about it. Because there's passion in you somewhere, and and if you let that passion die, um, we're missing out on it. Mm-hmm. So if I can inspire people to be passionate about what they do, we make better human beings. True, totally true. <laughs> so if the goal of my whole entire thing is make better human beings, mm-hmm. then that seems pretty legacy worthy. It that is. That seems pretty totally. a valiant effort. Just so happens that my method of doing that, my vehicle for doing that is art because yeah. I was gifted with a talent to do art True. and I decided to be passionate about it. And you know, the harder I worked, the luckier I got. And this is the career that I have now, but it's gotta be secondary because there are, I mean, you look at people like, I don't know, I don't want to, um, like you don't have to name names. <laughs> well, I'll just name names cause he's big. Right. Michael Jordan isn't that great of a human being. Right. He's just right. great at basketball. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, you, you know, a lot of people find out that Michael Jordan's actually kind of a jerk. So, um, oh but man, he's I know great. Michael Jordan's listening to yeah, this. I know. Just Michael, really I'm sorry. Angry. Thanks for all you did. Um, but yeah, but I love Michael Jordan. So many right. people love Michael Jordan. He yeah, left the legacy. Absolutely. But, oh, I've had this conversation a billion times, by the way. But my, deathbed yeah. Michael Jordan, who cares, man? If you don't have a bunch of people who just think you're the greatest father or the greatest husband or, or the greatest yeah. grandfather, whatever, like, screw that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that gets down to the heart of what it is. So um, I, I want to know that, um, you know, I am spreading uh, intensity and passion mm-hmm. for what I do, whatever it's going to be. Um, I don't so, know how, so I guess that's final I, list. Uh, <laughs> I just tried. It all comes like, back did, to death. I was like, where did we get there from uh, last? No, I don't know. But um, I, yeah, there's a really good quote that I can't think of offhand, but it's a, it's the, the, the heart of it is, you know, can you know? Can you be a? Oh, I think it's something like this. Can't remember who said it. I'll try to look it up and maybe add it later. But can you be a, a great man and a good man? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that being a pretty pretty poignant thing. And in in terms of what I talked to Jeremy Slagle about, one of the things was perpetuating the idea of this crazy, intense white knuckle passion hustle. You know, pedal to the metal. Every waking hour of your life is the only way to leave a good legacy or to actually make any headway in the creative world. And although, you know, I do think I spent a season more in that zone Mm -hmm. and I still am working really hard and lots of hours and all that to a certain degree, um, you're saying, I think, and you can tell me if this is right, that it's within the rest that you find the inspiration you find when everything settles down, you get to, you get in tune with, am I still passionate about this yeah. thing that I'm doing? And if you're not still passionate about it, what type of, how do you have to change your goal or what new goal do you have to make so that you can have a clear vision for where you're headed next? So I could change 
my next year. You know, we're, um, I don't know when this podcast comes out, but we're coming up to the end of the year. So yeah. it's new year's resolution time. Yep. So, um, I could, you know, set a goal for the end of 2016. I want to whatever. So then that gives me a new site, but I can only think of that at the end of two, 2016 when I'm not busy, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm not, you know, that's only, that's either going to come in the morning yeah. um, before I'm working and yeah. my head's clear or, at just some like unpredictable excitement time and who knows when that's going to come. But I think with rest, those come a little more often. Yep. Your brain's a lot more open to those new ideas. So I think that, um, you know, about the hustle, um, I honestly can say that when I see this crazy hustle being preached, Mm -hmm. um, there's, I have to believe that they don't have a real life to go to. Right. And that may be a sad thing. And maybe that's just the reality of people's experience. But, you know, I've been married for almost 10 years now. Yeah. There's another, thank you. There's another person in my life that is way more important than me. True. You know, so, um, that, you know, her happiness is, is way more important than my ability to design, Mm. but I'm lucky that my passion also drives her and inspires her. So that's a part of our relationship is that I'm a inspired dude doing what I want to do with my life. But I also know that as great as my career may be, it's never going to be number one priority ever. Yeah. And like mowing the lawn is a, is a bigger priority to me (laughs) over, um, over, you know, getting ahead on a project. If I, if I've met all my deadlines that day, you know, get out of here. I need to mow the lawn. Right. There's some inspiration that's going to yeah. happen while I'm mowing the yeah, lawn. True. And that's a valuable thing. I got to get out of here. And so part of me, part of this discussion and what I want to talk about, um, I feel like we're talking a lot about the duality of holding a lot of different ideas in your head at the same time. Yeah. Because um, that's one of the things that I think, uh, you know, humans aren't good at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the relativity of things. And because of that, we aren't very nuanced in the way that we talk about creativity because um, there is an element of hustle and there's yeah. an element of rest and it's okay to hold both of those ideas in unison. And I, that's why I thought let's shine a light on that because yeah. it's not getting a lot of light shined on it. Um, so yeah, that's really good. So the moral of the story is don't hustle all the time. <laughs> like hustle. You do hustle, but But, but know that part, part of the hustle is to chill out. True. Totally true. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I think we've got it. That's it, huh? You have any other final phrases, words, things you want to put out there into the universe? I think uh, what I want to say is don't get so worked up if there's other things in your life more important than your art career, because there's importance to that. It's like a comedian. Like he has to go live. Like Louis CK is rich now. Like there's not as much funny stuff happening as a rich person. So you got to live the life and you have to go out there and experience life to actually be inspired by stuff. So it's okay to chill out. And if you can afford to take a month off, take a month off, you know, um, if you can, you know, give yourself a moment, like force yourself to get away from time to time and just try it out and see if it works and see if, uh, you've, you know, more inspiration comes in because, you know, staying busy constantly, which is pretty much most of my career, um, it doesn't allow room for more ideas. Mm. It just allows me to do the work, write the invoices, make the money, and then do the whole thing over again the next day. Actually, I'm really glad you ended there because I think that was the common thread through all three of these conversations was that if you, it's something that I talk about on the podcast all the time is that, you know, an art that lacks life is dead. And you, if you're not living your art will have no life and have no story and have no story and no reality. And you do know these people that 
I could name a billion musicians that started uh, doing this very authentic thing that was on the back of a life lived. Yeah. And then they spend the next year in the studio with tons of cash and mm. the next album has no life. No and conviction. Eventually it all ends up being hip hop because they're all partying with the, you know, hot ladies and yeah. going crazy and it doesn't have any connection to reality. And obviously we're not at risk at that. There's not that much money, uh, at, you know, at, yeah. in risk in our industry, but um, I think it is true that, you know, resting and enjoying life and finding things outside of creativity that inspire you and excite you only, although work isn't the ultimate goal, it does ultimately that feeds into that. And then that work that's inspired feeds back into your life too. Totally. And that it's not either or. So that's why Adele disappeared for the last few <laughs> years. And now the new record is freaking fire. That's right. Adele, if you want, yeah, she, she's Adele, there. we know you're listening. <laughs> Um, She's a big fan of the podcast. 25 is great. You know, she actually got into a massive rut and uh, and started listening to the podcast. And I think you pretty much have that to think. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, Adele. You're welcome. Thanks, man. All right. Good times. That was a uh, good old time. I need to get back and do some hangout time with my man, Brandon. If you're listening... Brandon. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for all the support. You guys have been uh, reviewing the podcast on iTunes like mad. You've been sharing it all over the place, and I see it, and I appreciate it, and it's awesome. I'm so happy to be a part of this with you. Uh, I hope you learned something on the topic of rest. I encourage you to try to strike a balance where you're working from a place of rest. Thanks, guys. You can find this show on illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. I will speak to you soon. I've got some exciting ideas for the podcast next week and for the podcast in general. There's all kinds of cool stuff going on behind the scenes. Thank you so much. Uh, Stay pepped up because you know what? I really do believe that uh, success in the commercial arts has everything to do with being in the right mindset so that you can consistently hammer away at the right direction week after week, day after day, year after year. Thank you guys. 